Hi, and welcome to The Paradox of Change, a podcast dedicated to mental health and well-being. We have the opportunity to interview past clients that we've worked with, entrepreneurs, and even other therapists to learn a little bit more about their approaches. Now, today, our co-host, Lottie Purcell-Sims, a relationship counsellor and sex therapist has an opportunity to speak with a young lady called Nikki, a personal trainer, and they talk about the correlation, similarities, and even the benefits of physical health and our mental well-being. So sit back and hope you enjoy. Good. So good morning. I'm Lottie. Nikki and I have decided to collaborate and get together and talk about sex and exercise. So good morning, Nikki. How are you? Hello. Other than being a little bit congested and uh, feeling like I can hear myself, all good, all good. <laughs> Fantastic. So we've been talking about this for such a long time, haven't we, about getting together and talking about how exercise can really help our sexual um, way of being, being able to have more breath work, more circulation, um, and also sort of other stuff as well. And we were going to sort of talk about all of it really um and the way that actually being able to have movement um outside of the bedroom and inside the bedroom is really really important so I wonder where we should start what do you think yeah well I remember when we had our initial chat about it all it was just like a match made in heaven I was like oh my goodness we need to talk about this some more um so I think that like I mean from my point of view I think that strength training movement anything in general from my experience of working with people their confidence rises so much and I think even if their original goal is to maybe change something about their appearance a lot of the time that is why people start you know exercising and things but I do say to them like look it's not the only thing that you've got going for you is what you see in the mirror like there's so many things performance wise that you can work towards and I think sometimes when they switch that like you know that goal over to that for a while still still knowing that the kind of the aesthetic one of what they see in the mirror is in the background I think that it changes their perception on like what they can do and just how powerful they are and I think it's a really empowering thing for them to do which have a huge knock on effect with like their performance in the bedroom how they turn up and like you me I suppose as well like when it comes to like solo pleasure and everything I think that you know if you're not necessarily fancying a bit of yourself Mm. then like you know it's going to be more difficult to show up for your partner and yourself isn't it and so yeah yeah, definitely the the confidence part for me I think is the biggest correlation that I think will be good for for anybody Yeah. And I agree with that. I think the confidence that comes from being able to start off with the physical first, because sometimes we will start saying, right, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to drink more water. But I think if we start that movement and we become more confident, I do believe that actually confidence can be actually correlated to being sexy. We can start feeling actually more um, um, agile, more um, confident about how we're looking, how we're feeling. And the goal isn't to actually lose weight or become muscly for a holiday. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, totally. What I want want my clients to do is actually exercise, but also make sex a lifestyle. Because what we're happening with, with clients at the moment is there's no sex going on at all. For, yeah. different, for different reasons, not just about exercise or, or movement, but that's, there's lots of reasons. And what I want to do is actually make exercise something that actually just automatically happens. It's something you put in your repertoire, but also actually the bedroom as well. So the confidence bit, I think, is key here. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that the more like like with anything, the consistency is the key 
to being good at anything isn't it yeah. so when people come to me and they're worried that their first or second time they've done a, a, one of my classes for example and mm-hmm. they say oh I, I was a little bit like slow I felt like I didn't keep up with you or whatever and I'm like good you're not meant to like you're meant to be you're meant to be a bit behind because you're learning if you were absolutely perfection from the very beginning I'd be like well maybe you need to look into you know doing something else because that yeah. you know it should be going on to that next step but I think that it's the same in the bedroom like you know I think you would agree the more you like the first time you do it with somebody it's mm-hmm. going to be probably like either a little bit like ooh, or a little bit like maybe it could be really lustful and fiery mm-hmm. and everything but I think that like you you do settle in with each other and I think that I suppose this is definitely like more your topic I think sometimes you keep progressing in your sexual journey or whatever don't you mm, yeah uh, and with exercise progression is the key to getting stronger and getting better um but I think that like with in the bedroom I don't know from your experience does it tend to how do I put it like do I suppose some people just plod along doing the same mm, thing yeah and get bored because they're not making that like progression that we crave yeah just like exercise it's like you exercise you you hit something new you know you hit a new pb or whatever and you feel that kind of like elation that you did that and it's really empowering mm-hmm. but I don't know in the bedroom would it well, be well, well we're, ta- we're talking about progression in both state both settings and that but also we're we're looking really at the opportunity for repetition so when mm-hmm. you think about the gym the repetition of something and you start seeing the definitions and it's the same as in the bedroom if we have sex on a regular basis and you need to negotiate that with your partner or yourself how many times that will be if it's good sex and it's the sex that you want you will then want to replicate it like you do at the gym so what wow. we're looking at is being able to to get people to um have something that's on a regular basis because the endorphins the vasopressin the oxytocin all of that lasts up to 14 days after sex which makes you more appreciative of your partner makes you more loving of your partner makes you want to do more with your partner um which which has got to be a positive thing that's crazy I didn't know it was 14 days I remember when you said um when I met you the first time and you had um your lovely oh, what what's your vagina called that you go around with your silicon vagina oh, so Sophia and Colin <laughs> Sophia and Colin, glorious Sophia and Colin. They were so yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had a selfie, didn't we, with Sophia? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you um, told me how long, like, um, the effects of an orgasm lasts, and how, like, how much that affects like a woman's mental health and well-being. I was just, really? I was gobsmacked. I couldn't believe yeah. it because I'm obviously somebody that massively says, you know, movement. If you, I'm not, it's not the be all and end all for your mental health, but I think there's a huge correlation between how much we move and how good our mental health is. But then you saying that, I was like, yeah, but I guess at the end of the day, humans are on this planet to have sex, eat, go out exercising in order to eat, Mm -hmm. repeat, sleep, repeat. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the let, let's sort of talk, talk about the sort of um, internal part of it. When we're talking about the, you know, the, the um, pelvic floors, we're talking about digestion, we're talking about bowel movement actually activates all of that process. And being able to to do the pelvic floor for a better sexual experience, also for older women, um, being able to not pee yourself, um, being able to hold on to that process. Um, So for me, there's a lot of stuff about exercise, keeping yourself as trim as you possibly can. And I'm not talking about thin. I'm just talking about being able to um, be healthy. Yeah, I feel way of being. 
it's like you know i'm so up for body confidence and all of these things but i do think there is like a there is a big part of it that is like you know realistically being our healthier selves is going to of course help us to thrive isn't it so Mm -hmm. Um, and like you said about the pelvic floor and everything, I think there's so many people that probably have a lot of confidence issues because they don't have a very good pelvic floor. Yeah. And, you know, just peeing yourself on the regular, it's, it, I know it happens and I know that it's kind of like a normal thing now, but it, it's, it should be normalised in a way that we should be open to talk about it. But I think that it shouldn't be seen as, oh, you've had two kids. Oh, yeah, you're, it's normal to piss yourself. Normal, like, it's yeah. just not the norm. It shouldn't be. And I think that people do, you know, when people go into hospitals, there's so much going on. They're, they're going to be sent home with the same old things. Of course they are, which is normally sit there whilst yeah. you're, you know, I know that breastfeeding does help a lot when it comes to um, the pelvic floor um, repairing and everything. But yeah. I know that, well that a lot of people just get, women get told to go home and just, start like pulsing tightening relax tightening relax and yeah. just doing this constant yeah that's like and I know that a podcast can't see me doing this but it's like doing a doing a bicep curl and working the very top yeah. of the bicep curl yeah. only it's okay yeah it's gonna have some sort of mm. thing or you know some people put the um I can't think what they're called like the, the yoni eggs yeah, yeah, yeah. The eggs up and stuff to help it and yeah, it's going to strengthen to some extent, but it's not going to create a um, like a functional pelvic floor, if that makes sense. The pelvic floor wants to be able to tighten and relax. Yeah, absolutely. And we as humans, because we spend so much of our time sat down, we're very sedate now. We do a lot of our like we slouch and we chest breathe so much. Mm. So when we take the we don't really take these big like tummy breaths anymore. If you think about like when you watch a baby or a puppy breathing and sleeping mm. they they expand and drop their tummies they they stick their tummies yeah. out and they're not well, they're not worried about it are they whereas we all kind of sit up very trim yeah. and drink, yeah. breathe through our chest so yeah. i think if we think of the diaphragm every time why does the dog have to clack up when i'm talking <laughs> on a podcast if we think about our deep breath in being like our diaphragm will open up and then our let me just and that's that problem solved (laughs) our diaphragm lifts up and it it expands open if you take a deep breath through your tummy and your pelvic floor will drop Mm. and then when we take a our breath out our diaphragm will come back to its usual position and our pelvic floor will rise so both of those things are important not just the pelvic floor lifting up and tightening because otherwise it's going to become tight and not functional absolutely release and tighten that's great so diaphragmatic breathing is definitely a good search to make and definitely video i've I've got some classes on it as well Mm -hmm. um but, also, but I think we have the, I think it's about control, isn't it? Being able to control the in breath and yeah. the out breath. It's all about our proprioception. So the proprioception mm. is basically to be able to completely control and use our body in an open space. If that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. We, but we, we we talk about breathing from here and our stomach, but we don't do Kundalini breathing, which is genital breathing. Yeah. So being okay. able to take in a breath and then actually go and actually, but actually revert it all down to your genitals. 
So if you do that, you can actually feel some tingling for men and women and being able to really, really focus on that area because that needs as much um, exercise as any other part of you, whether it's arms or legs, and being able to really connect. And I, for me, there's an intimacy for self and together with your partner to be able to really hone into that part of your body. Yeah, and that's and I really, really important. I suppose that comes back to what you told me about blood flow around the area as well. I suppose the more Absolutely. you're, you know, you think of, you think of a muscle and, and the, you know, the blood flow yeah. will go to that area, won't it? So I suppose that's where the tingling comes from. Absolutely. But we're also trying to avoid pain when we're having sex, because otherwise we set up a neural pathway, which would be um, sex and pain instead of sex and pleasure. So what we're trying to yeah. do really is actually the circulation through exercise is really important, but the circulation through um um, sex is really important so men have to really relax to let the blood into their penis and then they have to hold that tension to keep it in there so if they're not relaxed in the first place not enough blood will go in anyway and it's the same for women we need to be fully engorged and relaxed to actually let all of that happen um, we don't really need to hold the tension like men do but we need all of that to be appropriate so that actually when we're we're having sex it, we're not in pain and that's really important. Okay. I think the circulation of exercise and the circulation of our genitals actually go together. I guess it's literally like it's the soft and the hard, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much shame and guilt and awkwardness and anxiety and lack of communication when we talk about sex. Um, and really, sometimes in the gym, people actually not going because they feel like, you know, that everybody will be looking at them. They've only just started. So there's an awkwardness there as well. But I think if we can put the two together and go, right, OK, if you can have confidence, you can have more circulation, you can actually, you know, be more body com confident. I think that would make such a difference in the bedroom. Oh, totally. And I think when it does come to like starting out and whether, whether you know, if, you, if you're if you not very into yourself right now and you feel really conscious about going to the gym or whatever, like, you know, work out from home. There's so many things you can yeah. do. I, mean, I literally, I run a class subscription service. That means that people can work out from the comfort of their own homes and build strength. So hmm. it, I, I like giving people these options because it's there's not a one size fits all approach for anybody at all. Just like no. giving sexual clothes. Um, yeah. And everyone have their preferences I really I used to go to the gym quite a lot I now don't I've, I'm lucky enough to have my own gym at home because I'm this is my job but like I have no interest going and sharing a gym with anybody else now like ugh, sweaty um, <laughs> but, but, you know some people love the gym environment so it's just finding what mm. you love most and finding a space that you can grow in your confidence in and yeah and I think going and doing the same things again and again as much as it's nice to have that kind of consistency which is going back and doing the same thing and seeing if you've got better at it I think there is like a fine line between not just going to doing the same same old cardio and hit workout that you have always done before yeah. trying to burn all the fat trying to sweat as much as you can all the rest of it no I think it, it plays a it plays a place in our life for sure and I do those types of workouts as well but I do think that the strength training is so beneficial like you will mm. never ever feel the empowerment like you will through through the strength training or it, it's just there's something about it I think that maybe it's something to do with the fact that women have had a long time where they've not being able to be you know the strong ones and whatever and, and I'm I've got a family of you know there's a lot of women in my family that are 
very strong women we are from like a farming background the men don't don't doubt our abilities to lift something heavy or whatever and Mm. I've always been very kind of like well I could lift that I I don't Mm. go oh can I have a man please to help me out Mm. and there's something about that that for me just feels epic feels really empowering and I think that actually for I think there's some blokes out there which might be a bit intimidated by that and then there's some Mm. blokes that go well that's quite fit and I think that like my partner likes that about me. And, yeah. and I think that's maybe because it wasn't the fact that I could lift anything heavy. I think it's the fact that I had the confidence and that empowerment kind of yeah. thing. If you get my drift. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is, it's such a cool thing to be able to feel empowered, mm-hmm. isn't it? And and I think when we talk about the gym and, and we do the normal, you know, the cardio and all that sort of stuff, and you're in, implementing the strength training, I've, I, I'm i going to call that novelty. So it's something new being implemented. That's the same as in the bedroom. I say to my clients, I want you every three months to six months to add something new to the bedroom. So we can do roll on, roll off sex, as I call it. But actually, after a while, your body and your arousal circuits just deplete completely. And what we're doing is we're upping them again. So it might be a blindfold. It might be feather it might be strawberries it might be chocolate it might be a new position and what we're doing is making sure that actually we add something which is what you're doing at the gym let's add this because what our our arousal circuits in gym or bedroom will actually go is i want to learn i want to do something different i want to 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 feel alive and give me the opportunity to actually improve what i'm doing and how i'm doing it with you or to you yeah and actually what you just said about the the arousal circuits and stuff dropping does that have any correlation between like hormones dropping and things like as people get as people age because yeah yeah yeah, because I always find that um when obviously there's such a massive thing when it comes to like you know I'm much more I know much more about the um like the female body more than anything really that's kind of what I focus Mm. on but when women go through the menopause and everything, the at- atrophy of muscles everywhere, absolutely. doesn't it? Including, I know yeah. you told me the vagina. Yeah, so absolutely. I think that if um, it's something to definitely think about is just like even your capabilities as you age in the bedroom, if mm. your muscles are depleting, you're not going to be able to perform in the same way that you did no. before either, are you? Like, we're gonna it's gonna like how how not gonna feel very nice being all like oh ow 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 absolutely yeah well at the age and stage part of us it will change but you know my 30 year old self would be telling my 60 year old self now um you should have exercised you should have continued to exercise i would say that to all 20 to 30 year olds do not stop because when the menopause comes it actually changes the dynamic of your motivation and your discipline to yourself And that's what we're looking at, to be able to say to ourselves, keep that momentum going right the way through, because actually motivation doesn't get you to the gym. Getting to the gym is what you need to do and the motivation will kick in. But I look at it from a discipline point of view. Just write it in the diary and don't think about it. I go cold sea swimming. If I thought about it, I'd start getting chilly before I got there. I don't think about it. I drive, I get in, I get out. So what we're doing is just get to where the destination, whether it's in your home gym or whether you're going for a walk or whether you're actually, um, you know, PT, seeing somebody privately, do the same. Go in the bedroom, get naked, actually see each other for what it is. The other thing that I wanted to mention to you as well is um, when we have couples that are one is really like a gym bunny and wants to do everything and the other one's sort of not bothering with their self very much, that causes real difficulties. And I guess what comes up for me is how much do you care about yourself? I think that's the biggest question because I always say to my clients, 
I say, I say, right, if you consistently didn't turn up for yourself again and again and again, sorry, yeah. if you you consistently had a friend that didn't turn up to a to a meeting that you were having, for example, yeah. like going out, whatever, and they always cancelled last minute or just bailed or you turned up and they weren't there, you would just be like, piss off. Like, I've had enough mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. And like, if you consistently just do that to yourself every single time you set yourself like this new thing, yeah, you're, you're just going to become like your crappiest friend to yourself. And I think yeah. that I always try and think to myself right Nick if you were your if you were your like best friend would mm. you yeah, you would I would turn up for myself yeah I would yeah. and yeah. um you're so right with the motivation versus discipline thing mm. it's the it's the discipline and the turning up and the consistency which in the long run creates a more motivated human it does because you know what you want and you know what you're yeah. setting out to get and get go and get yeah. um but no with the whole couple dynamic of like um you know gym person non-gym person like me and my partner, for example, if if I didn't, if he wasn't somebody that was quite invested in his health and everything, it's not about him looking like some shredded person. I don't mm-hmm. want him, I don't necessarily care about that. It's just knowing that he's invested in his health and like mm. living a long life and being active and things like that yeah. for me is a really big part. I don't think I could be with somebody that wasn't mm. because it's so, it's so my job, if you see yeah. what I mean. yeah. I think I do understand why it frustrates people and it must be hard. I think because they know it's, I think it's definitely a, a, like a, a point of them showing how much they love that person because it probably isn't, Oh, what you look like necessarily. It's Mm. probably that they actually want you to look after yourself because you know, they, they want you to be around for a long time. Absolutely, Yeah. And that's why a lot of my clients are now going to the gym together. I've said yeah. to them, go together, motivate each other, start to really care about what you look like, what you feel like, you know, how that impacts on your your endorphins when you go to the gym and also in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. You know. And I think sometimes like going and doing like a bit of a gym thing together, it can be quite flirty as well. It's quite funny yeah. sometimes. Yeah, so absolutely. Like, even if you're like giggling because you're doing it wrong, like it's it is quite funny sometimes. Absolutely. So. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's a really good idea. We've we've got to close. Um, if that's okay, Nikki, this has been really lovely to speak to you. Um, no, that's absolutely great. Like I think we covered lots, and um, I uh, would definitely love to come and talk more about things. I'll, I can go away, learn some more, and come back again. <laughs> yeah, let's do this again sometime. We we'll do we we'll do session two very soon. Definitely. Thank you so much. Can I just mention my little Instagram? It's um, Nikki T underscore Fitness. Um, if anybody wants any help with any of those types of things that we've talked about, like I'd love to love to help. If our podcast has brought you value, then please like and subscribe. And please remember to press the notification bell for more updates.